What's up, everything? The Blues are back from the All-Star break and taking a trip through Western Canada. For the Two Guys One Cup family, that means late night start times and even hotter takes. Plus, the sky is blue, the sun is hot, and the Oilers gave a ridiculous contract extension. It's all ahead, so let's get started and let's go Blues! guys one cup podcast which also makes it episode 145 i think mm-hmm. i don't remember the math i think it was 100 133 uh hi it's thursday <laughs> it is welcome thursday january 30th the last episode of january ever ever we are not <laughs> broadcasting next january so uh, for the evening we are recording Live from January, <laughs> January 2020, for the very last time. I am here with Ian. How are you doing tonight, Ian? I'm doing great. It's almost February, everyone's favorite month. Is February because, like because is February not, everyone's not. least favorite yes, month? Yes, it is. I think it is. It's not only like shorter, which I guess is a plus, but it's like nondescript. It's longer this year than mm-hmm. it should be. I got Groundhog Day. I watched the movie on the second, and it's all downhill from there. I don't know. Iowa caucus is coming up. I know people are real riled up about that. So. I'm going to do that for Valentine's Day. Didn't you forget something? I'm like, yeah. Oh, the Iowa caucus. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we're here. The Blues are in Canada somewhere. It's mm. been a weird week returning from the All-Star break. I guess you'd expect a little bit of up and down play, but we certainly got it. Uh, the NHL has done some strange stuff as well. And I say, let's go ahead and go to Canada and just start with the Blues games. Of course, going to Canada because of their, I don't know, socialized medicine and, (laughs) and handsome prime minister, you have to start all the games an hour or two later because Canada is a giant disaster. Well, also time zones. No, I think it's no, just that Canada's <laughs> a giant disaster. They haven't figured it out themselves. That's right. No disrespect no... to our Canadian listeners. <clears throat> oh, no, disrespect to oh. our Can- You know what, Canada? Fuck. Get it together. But yeah, Canada sucks. Uh, and Canadian teams are actually getting better, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. So. Isn't that crazy? The Edmonton Oilers, Vancouver Canucks, and the Calgary Flames are top three in the Pacific while the three California teams are all bottom of the entire Western mm. Conference, which was not the that. case uh, five years and ago, the, uh, three years the ago. Sharks aren't getting any better with that Tomas Hurdle news. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ottawa is going to be picking maybe two top five picks right now. That's a distinct possibility. Which, I mean, hey, you know what? Good for them. I don't like Eugene Melnick. I don't want him to succeed exactly, but I am a big fan of all their fans and all their sponsors. So oh, let, uh, me, let me look at the specific division this, right now. Getting specific about the Pacific. So right now, the Vancouver Canucks lead the Pacific with 62 points, followed by the Calgary Flames with 60, 
and the Edmonton Oilers with 58. How many points do the Blues have for comparison? The Blues have 70. Oh, boy. So they're leading their division with eight fewer points mm-hmm. than us, even after a win over us this week. Yes. Edmonton has 58 points as the third place spot in the Pacific Division. The two wildcard teams are both Pacific Division teams, which is also kind of nuts. I think we thought those would be uh, Central Division teams, and there's still a chance they could be. But that's Vegas as the top in the wildcard with 57 points, and then Arizona tied with them for the uh, second wildcard spot with 57 points, but they have played, let's see, or they have one less regulation and overtime win. So... Also, so if you're Edmonton, you're in third place, you got 58 points. If you lose a game and Vegas and Arizona both win a game, you are now in the second wildcard spot. Oh, nice. So yeah, from first in the Pacific to out of the playoff picture is a delta of five points. Mm, Wow. So it's anyone's shitty division. First of all, (laughs) very fancy use of delta. Nice Mm -hmm. work. And second of all, uh, I would like for that to make for like a crazy trade deadline and like run to the end of the year but it won't no. the nhl will find a way to make it boring um vancouver has sorry it was plus no. 18 in goal uh, differential yeah would you care to guess what calgary the second place team has in goal differential <sighs> calgary's goal differential i think i know is not positive correct <laughs> minus four minus 12 oh wow <laughs> I don't even understand oh, no. that one. Oh, Big Save Dave is not good. I mean, he's actually all right. Cam uh, Talbot, but, on the other hand. Whoa, woof. <laughs> I just did my uh, mid-season goaltender rankings over at the Hockey Riders, which is a, a labor of love for you people. So, for the love of God, go check it. Please. Go make me my seven-tenths of a farthing. <laughs> I'll go home happy. Uh, the Blues did not go home happy from British Columbia. They didn't go home. But they also <laughs> did not leave happy. Uh, Jake Allen started this game with, uh, against Thatcher Demko, which makes sense because I think both teams were doing back-to-backs and definitely both goalies played in the All-Star game, mm-hmm. uh, both Markstrom and Jordan Bennington, so you give them the extra day of rest. Colton Pareko returned from a lo- uh, not a long, long absence, but what was he gone? Probably seven, eight games. I was going to check that. Yeah, probably um, about that many. And Troy Brower was waived, but don't worry. He's already back. Spoiler alert. He gets so, a week to evaluate his options. And he evaluated and he them, it. and he didn't need it. Exactly. Uh, the first period started well. The Blues were buzzing right out of the gate. Zach Samford, who we'll talk about a fair amount. Uh, pick a lane, Zach. Uh, he scored his fifth goal of the season. David Perron. Man, Perron, like, I know we talk about it every week, but this dude is going to hit, like, 80 points this year. He's, mm-hmm. like, on an insane pace. Uh, he has a 28th, 28th assist. He picks up right where he left off. Quinn Hughes tries to get tricky and stumbles. Perron's stick lifts him, works behind the net. Hughes trips and hooks him from behind. Uh, And as Perron works around the Canucks defense, further breaks down. Hughes loses his stick on the hook, then trips over Samford. (laughs) Quinn Hughes is going to be a a phenomenal player in this league, and he's already very good. He's already an all-star. This was about as bad as he will ever look in his career. Samford uh, was then unguarded on the goalie's blind side, and Perron finds him for the tap-in. Great goal. Nice Mm -hmm. start to the game. You think, hey, we're picking up right where we left off. We are... uh, just going to be firing all on all cylinders and for the rest of that period uh it was pretty you know pretty good for the blues they had the 
slight advantage in course four with 54% and uh, had three high danger chances, although they allowed six. Uh, but it was, you know, a fine period, and they ended with a one nothing lead, and you're, you're feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. You're feeling pretty good. I think that was possibly our weakest period as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a strange point, but it's true, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, even so, the Canucks scored twice in the second period. At 216, JT Miller scored his 18th of the season. Decent trade for them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people kind of disputed that one when it happened. They did give up a first, first but hey, yeah. they, if they finished first in the Pacific Division, then that's a lot more tolerable than if they hadn't. Man, this divi- that division is going to get eaten alive <laughs> yeah, in oh, the uh, sure. Western Conference uh, Final. I feel like for sure, yeah. I don't I don't, you know, I don't know if it's the Blues or not, but I feel like it's a central team. I don't know how it couldn't be one of the Avalanche or Blues right now. They're mm-hmm. so far ahead of everybody else. Uh, but um, Miller was assisted by Tanev and Vertanen. Uh, Vertanen fought off a check here, passed back to Tanev, who dumped it to Miller. Miller fires a wrister that beats Allen through a possible Bortuzzo screen. Darren Pang said, I think if Jake looks at that again, he would have said, he would say, gotta get out a little bit further. He was a little deep in his net, and that allows just that much more room to get over the pad. Uh, it was a, you know, it wasn't, it was not a howler goal. No, not the worst Allen's ever conceded by far, mm-hmm. uh, but not necessarily his best. And hey, you know, he's just back from the All-Star break too, so he's going to have one or two here or there. Um, during this period, a shot caught Petrangelo seemingly on the fan, and he finished his shift, and then he basically, you know, dragged himself to the bench, and he hobbled over in pain, and then he got to the hallway and literally just collapsed on the floor, and it looked like our entire season was uh. crumbling around us. And honestly, I'm not. I'm glad he's healthy. I really am. I feel like him, his missing two weeks might be kind of good for us right now only because like then we'd have a better picture of like can we let him walk at all or mm-hmm. can we not you know also gives him time to think you know uh, yeah. sit down that's and think right. boy that's right. <laughs> think that's about right. your options negotiate some things but he came back later which is uh good and he did play in the next game so it must not have been too hurt Kyrie got a couple of good chances he is not putting up the points right now but i think he is looking more and more confident uh, and I just hope he continues to get some consistent playing time with the rash of injuries we've seen and doesn't get the Robbie Fabry treatment for being fast and skilled. Uh, Miller scored again, and Vertanen assisted on that one, as did Elias Pettersson, who has 31 assists because he's very good. It was a impressive three-on-one breakout, and Miller ended with the puck on his stick and didn't miss it. So the Blues are down 2-1 here, and all the while they're peppering Thatcher Dimko with shots. They had um, 16 in that period to go along with three high-danger chances and 62% of the Corsi. But Demko was really good, and and really that was the story of the game here. They couldn't beat him in uh, the third period at all. They got a chance uh, on the power play with 13 minutes left, but didn't do anything to take advantage. I'm trying not to sneeze. That's going to happen. <laughs> take over. No. Uh, there were lots of weird <laughs> icings. I made it. The Canucks are gassed <laughs> in their own zone. Uh, and uh, it was just, a, I don't know, it was a weird period uh, where the Blues did a lot of weird things. I'm going to see if this plays correctly right here because this audio is great. Bought down by Edler, who now trips Schwartz. Blues bench hauling for a penalty. Not going to get it. I don't know. 
Yeah, there was a moment. You can't hear this at all. Sorry. Please, please. But there was a moment in the commentary from the Vancouver side where the commentator in Vancouver, who's apparently very good, is mm. just calling the game. And one of those times where the uh, you know the on ice mic very loudly picks up a player. Oh yeah. I think it's I Petrangelo maybe or Pareko. Somebody go, what the fuck is that? And he just goes, I don't know, without breaking stride. <laughs> uh, very good. I hope I hope it came through all right. I think it did, but you know, it's live technology. We're not good at it. We'll get better. <laughs> I promise. Uh, the Blues got a lot of pressure here. Sanford had a golden opportunity but missed the net. Sunquist got moved up to the second line. Kairou got dropped. Uh, there were amazing opportunities that Demko, Demko somehow stopped, including from Schwartz, who couldn't elevate it. The Blues got a few decent chances with the goalie pulled, but they can't do it. And uh, my former favorite, Canuck, who I now hate just for this, Bo Horvat gets the empty netter with less than a second left to seal I the hope, three to one victory. I hope Robert Thomas becomes our Bo Horvat. Oh, if his only, only comparable Bo when Horvat. he was drafted. Bo Horvat is elite. So uh <laughs> this I mean I don't wanna I don't usually like this excuse. Is this don't, any don't more use it. is this any more complex to you than that Thatcher Dimko was better than us? No. I mean we weren't great. But I was so I was so frustrated by this loss, which I get a lot of people would be because we looked pretty damn good and we lost and so i get that the same side or two sides of the same coin is like oh well we played a great game we just ran to a hot goalie yep and that's where i sit now and i'm okay with that but the night of i was like yeah we played a great game and ran to a hot goalie and it fucking sucks because it was a wasted effort (laughs) because i'm a pessimist and i'm like there's only so many good efforts you can have like they're in a jar and you only take out so many and i'm like and we wasted it on this guy with the blues it feels that way yeah not not fact at all but i was just like oh if we're gonna play this well we gotta win i was i was very worried for the next game well especially if you stay up till nine or whatever yeah i was pissed Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a fun game. It wasn't an easy pill to swallow. But when you make 37 shots and 13 high danger chances and have almost 60% of the Corsi and can only find one goal, your opponent's goalie is obviously doing something right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I (laughs) weirdly feel like it's one of our better overall efforts in recent memory. And you just got beat. It's going to happen. Credit to Demko, I guess. And Move on to the next game. Yeah, I was going to say, before we move on, I kind of want to pump uh, Jake okay, Allen's so tires a little move bit. On to the next game. Yeah, go Just ahead. Just because I think he's been playing uh, really well recently. He's got, in this season alone, he's got a .926 save percentage. He's started 15 games. He's 8 4 and 3. His uh, quality start percentage is uh, .667. So 10 game, or 10 quality starts, 15 games started. There you go. Two thirds of them in quality starts. It's really good for him. His goals saved above average is uh, 8.66, which is actually fairly good for him as well. He's sometimes we've seen him in the negatives there before, so good to see. And I think he's just been he hasn't been as uh, I don't know slidey. We'll say he hasn't sl- <laughs> been a slidey goalie yeah, so far this he year. He really does. I mean, you can you can pretty visually see with him uh, when he is at his most chaotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he doesn't look controlled in the net, and he looks very... I mean, he physically doesn't look confident, and he has not shown signs of that since that turnaround, and I don't really know when it happened. It was kind of a day-and-night transition. Um, 
and uh, you know about a month into the season or so, and he's mm-hmm. just been better. And as we'll as we'll talk about when we get to some Blues news that came out pretty recently here, I think that's a good thing for his future. Whether that's with the Blues, we'll discuss in a while. We've discussed before, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have no hard feelings towards Alan right now. And and as an aside, never did personally and you know wow, really just really digging yourself into a that's player. right it's just like you know it feels like there are there are players on this team that it feels like you cannot criticize without being mm. accused of a personal vendetta by some in the twitter sphere but it's nothing but love for jake allen who i don't know i have a signed puck signed picture somewhere i don't know anyway. you threw it in the trash yeah, folks i watched him do it i burned it <laughs> i burned, it. I burned, I burned it, it for warmth and then threw it in the trash uh the blues were oh two and one in their last three games and oh four and one in their last five road games uh after this loss so keep that in mind concerning it was yeah. concerning Conce- especially a team that was like good on the road is still concerning yeah, i like would, I will be less concerned if we win the rest of this road trip, but for mm. now, still a concern. Um, Bennington and Talbot started the Calgary game, which was the following night. The Blues have a back-to-back now tomorrow and Saturday, too, mm. right? And they had a back-to-back here uh, with a big old, big old gap in the middle. Um, the Blues uh, went to Calgary and, fa- and faced Talbot, which... You know, I guess it's the better of the two you'd rather face. Mm-hmm. This was the opposite game. As you, <laughs> as you by the way, predicted 100% in mm-hmm. our text message chain. Uh, you said that was a, a hard-fought... Didn't you say that was a hard-fought loss? Mm-hmm. And then you've predicted a, a, like a, a bad effort. A crap effort. Yeah, yeah. and I, I said, no, this is the one where it's like crappy but we win Mm -hmm. an undeserved win and it feels like that's what we got this was uh jaden schwartz's 500th career game which by the way i saw you know the the blues twitter account posted something like they grow up so fast or like it was more like more along the lines of like um they uh you know how has it been 500 games already Mm -hmm. and i was kind of like yeah I believe 500. Yeah, how's it been? I mean, if he'd been, been healthy, it would have been like 650 by now. He's so. essentially been on this team for as long as I can remember. Yeah, exactly. It's like 500 is not that much. Uh, Sammy Blake came back, um, which is cool. I'm glad for him. Blade, uh, Blade, 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 Blade. It was supposed to be a Beyblade reference. Oh, well, for all the people out there that really love Beyblades. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Beyblades. We have long made a policy on this podcast that if there is one person that we can appeal to with a joke, we will make it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what a rip! The issue of the potential issue of Blaze return, unfortunately and sort of fortunately, by crowding up potentially crowding up the forward situation was mm. resolved very quickly mm. as we'll discuss but uh this game started with an alexander <laughs> steen goal five minutes and 45 seconds in but this was uh really more of a robert thomas assists his 20th of the season wowzers in me trousers robert thomas <laughs> is elite uh, just an intercept uh or steen intercepted a pass at center ice but it was just a uh a laser saucer pass across the center crease to Steen on the far side and he buried it. Steen has been, as we've talked about, a, a different player for the past month or so, you know, mm. not 
not any less committed to a bottom six role, which is, as we talked about before, credit, absolute credit to him for Mm -hmm. just accepting that and recognizing where he is in his career. But, um, you know, really producing in a way he hasn't for a while that we remember. And a big part of that, I think, is the chemistry he's found with Robert Thomas. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, what. just I'm, bury him. No, <laughs> just no. Burn so that sounded like I don't know about Alexander Steen. No, I love Alexander Steen, but uh, I don't know folks, where this. I don't know. That's not I true. That. <laughs> there's a there's just something I was thinking of. Do you remember when Only David one Backus of us has ever walked past him in a deer bird? Oh, that's true. But did you speak to him? him? Oh God, no. no. He was concussed out of his mind at that point. It would have been rude. <laughs> Excuse me, I know you're concussed. But <laughs> do you know that you're Alexander Steen? <laughs> Because I want your autograph. How many Stanley coverings am I holding out? That's right, none. Because you guys haven't Get done on shit. it. <laughs> and that's how it happened, yep. folks. That conversation in 2012 is what started it all. Because <laughs> hey, you're right. I'm going to wait on this one for eight years. Um, do you remember Bacchus? You remember when he went to Boston? Of course you do. But do you remember Ooh, when he which was... Which is something else we should talk yeah. about. Do you remember when he was in Boston and after maybe a year? Maybe it was a year it's two? already kind of like... Didn't oh he have some quote where he was like, I'm I want to be on this roster and if I just have to fight, like physically fight, if I'm just going to be an enforcer Oh, I think that was role. like early last year. Remember? Right? Yeah, yeah, he was like, that's, that's what I'll do because I want to play the game. And I was like, you know what? I'm just so happy that we have Alexander Steen because the guy can still play hockey and at no point... Were we like in this weird mode where we had to be like, yo, can you just reinvent who the fuck you are to like be on this team still? Because you as a hockey player bring nothing to us. I'm so happy that we went with Steen over Bacchus in hindsight, obviously. There's such a different, I mean, I know we've talked this over before, but there's such a difference between a Steen contract where certainly he's overpaid Mm -hmm. for his role in his production. And it was a bad decision to sign that contract when they did but there's such a difference between paying a guy that maybe should be what a two and a half three million dollar player mm-hmm. paying him 5.45 or whatever they're paying him versus paying a guy like Bacchus who as we found out this week is literally not an NHL player anymore mm-hmm. and the Bruins did officially waive him and I guess we can just talk about it now yeah. since you mentioned it but they waived him and then today Sweeney made some comments about basically Bacchus got his veterans week to think about his options oh, and he damn. is not going to Providence so they're just in some weird limbo where they'd like to trade him, and uh, he's not going to be tr- any more tradable than mm. he was before. Like I said. Unless they eat cap, and I think does he still has another year, right, after this year? He's got, when did he, he left when did he leave? 2016, right? Yeah. It was a five-year contract, so it's got to be through 2021, I would He's got think. two more years. 1920 this year this season one more year i think right yeah i think you're right i'll try to look it up man he's been that feels like he's been gone for a year it doesn't feel like he's been gone for three and a half holy cow yeah but he i mean either in either case look he may he may have played his last nhl game he can come here he can come here on the smallest of contracts after they terminate him and he can instantly retire and that would be nice. But four nine two five through next season. Mm. Yeah, and that's the thing, like if he if he wants to literally as sad as it be, play like the current Troy Brower role of like you're the twenty third body and you are literally a body. Mm. 
if we did that at League Men, fine. Mm-hmm. But like, I almost feel like that would be a, a, a danger because it's like, oh, your old leader's back. Remember when you weren't cup champions? It's just like... No, yeah, that's, like I said last time, you cut the bait and run, dude. It's Nuh-uh. like, I mean, Don't I bring wish, him back as a player. I wish it had ended better for him, but as we talked about before, the dude made his own decision. Mm-hmm. He's a big boy. He got paid $25 million just under... Uh, I'd do a lot worse for $25 million <laughs> than be kicked off an NHL team. It's so sad so. to see him yeah, go the I mean, way of, is. like, for sure Andrew Ladd yeah. and Troy Brower, where you're just kind of, like, Lucic and, a yeah. power forward that just, I mean, but the that, miles catch up. That's I mean, to be happens. fair, that's why Doug didn't give him <laughs> yeah, a fifth true. year, you know? I mean, that's why it was never going to happen here. And Don Sweeney, for all the credit he gets... Went that extra mile. I think he was the GM back then for the Bruins, I think so. right? And, yeah. Oh, and, they'd already gotten rid of Shirelli. Yeah, and it uh, it uh, it bees like that sometimes. Good, so, <laughs> good job, Doug. Well so done. So Steen scored uh, the first goal of this game, and then our our old friend, former wearer of the Yadier Molina sweater, practice sweater, blue practice sweater, scored wow, on a one timer from Bennington's left. Matthew Kachuk, 16th goal of the season, just bought his young gun card for about $16, and that's why, and that's not why. <laughs> it looks real nice. Uh, Bennington was screened by Gunnarsson here. I think my, Mark Giordano stuck his knee out and got an 18th assist on this one, <laughs> and Elias Lindholm got his 17th assist. Sean Monahan then scored. Uh, uh, five minutes later, this was the period of the game where it was just all power plays all the time and every power play scores. Monahan uh, scored here. Goudreau and Giordano uh, stuck his knee out and assisted again. Uh, it was a good passing here. Monahan does a good job to handle the puck as a lefty and settle it when he gets to the slot and fire it home. It's his 400th career point, which doesn't matter at all to me. But isn't it crazy to think about, like, Sean Monahan, still pretty young, mm-hmm. is going to probably finish with... You know, if he finishes as a flame, his career there, he'll finish with, like, more points than all but, like, one or two Blues players in franchise history, which is a statement about, at the very least, the longevity of Blues careers. <laughs> uh, and We're not healthy. It's, I don't know. It's it's just, it's weird. I was looking at it today because I'm working on an article about the our 100-point seasons, mm-hmm. and it's just weird to me, of which we've had 13. Can you name all the ooh? Can you name all the Blues players that have gotten a hundred point season? It's not thirteen players. It's like seven, six, seven, five or six. Hey, Brett Hall. Yep. Bernie Federko. Yep. That accounts for eight of the thirteen. I think. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think they each had four. Oh, woof. One of them. One of the three. One of the. There are four guys remaining. Yeah. One of them, I would think, is pretty obvious. And they got him for the Blues? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So like not Gretzky. All... Okay, that's what I was going to say. So all their points, it was yeah, 100 yeah, yeah. points. Well, I guess, yeah. Okay, so Hull, Federico, I'm thinking of this. Did Brendan Shanahan get 100 he points while here? Okay. He did. That was one of the th- four. Three left. Three left. Man, but there's some eras where like people didn't score. Mm. I will say this. Yeah. None of these people yeah. would be most remembered for being a blue. That's Although one of them is still a pretty iconic blue. Adam Oates? Yeah. That's, okay. the, that's the one I felt was like the most obvious. Mm-hmm. I think he had two. Okay. Um, so there's two more guys? Yeah, these two. I haven't struck I out, know. so that's pretty good. No. Um, 
Oh, God, who's that Leafs player that I'm always like, he was with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. I know who it is. I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Doug Gilmore? There you go. Okay. That's one. I know, because every time, I'm sure he played more for the Leafs or whatever, but I'm always like, that's kind of our dude, too. And uh-huh. they're like, a Leafs player forever. I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, and then the last one I, is like... I want this one so bad, because I've gotten all of them. He has... Is it Jeff Courtnall? No, no. <laughs> I don't know he why I a, thought that. A strong, fuck, albeit not necessarily positive relationship with another player on the list. Oh, no, oh, damn it! That's who I'm sorry. I excuse me. I got these people mixed up. Is it Craig James? Yeah, it is. Baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, they have a relationship. <laughs> they have a weird, they have a weird uh, little triangle yep, relationship. That sure is. And if you don't know, now you know. Google you it, don't. kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was a fun trip down uh, history lane. We as, as we meander through this game, which really doesn't deserve any more of our attention yeah. than we've given it. Uh, David Perron scored in the 18th minute. To uh, even the score, his 22nd goal, which would be his, I believe, uh, 60th point, 50th point. Yeah, I feel bad for saying Jeff Cortnall. Not even close. No, it's okay. I was like, that's a name I know. but um, Embarrassed myself. It's okay. It's okay. We still love you here at the team. He had an 80-point season in Washington, so it was... Hey. It's totally it was counts. possible. Yeah, it totally counts. He Zach, was close. Zach Sanford <laughs> and Alex Petrangelo get the assist here. It was a drop from Perron to Petrangelo over to Sanford back in front to Perron and a nice jam in finish. You know what the French Canadians eat on their baguettes? Some jam. I don't think that's true. Mm, but, uh, that seems very probably gross of them. Or locks. You know, <laughs> two very French things. <laughs> poutine Even and locks. Oh, boy. The Why blue- not just say frog? The Blues got their power play uh, going here right after that, and Schwartz scored his 17th goal. Uh, That would be called an eBay one of one, by the way, because he scored the same number as his jersey. eBay Mm. is stupid. (laughs) Uh, Braden Shin, his 25th assist, and Petrangelo's 29th. We won the faceoff. Petro got it and cycled to Shin, bang, bang, to Schwartz for the one-time tip-in. Very nice. so, yeah, through uh, two periods, the Blues are up three to two through one period. Sorry, this was, that was all one period. Zany. Ooh, this was a whack game. Uh, Monaghan <laughs> scored uh, on the third. Was this the third power point goal or just the second? Third. This was the third. Third of three. Three for three. Three for three. Monaghan scores again. Gaudreau and Kachuk. This was a bit of unfortunate. Gaudreau's slapper got blocked by Steen and it just dropped right onto Monaghan's stick and he fired it home. Mark Jankowski then scored his second goal of the season, assisted by Sam Bennett and Mikhail Backlund. It's always sad when you're this late in the season and two of the guys combine for five points. Uh, That is a fourth-line goal for sure. Uh, The puck got behind the net. Bennett tapped it in front to Jankowski, who lifts it over to Bennington. Pang, I think, rightfully criticized Bennington's stick form here, saying he could have done more to intercept the pass from behind. Oh, yeah. Was this while you were watching The Bachelor? Did you catch any of this? Yes, I caught the second and third period. Not that Ian watches The Bachelor. Oh, I'll I'll freely admit it. I do, because... It's it's entertainment bonanza as, is what it is. You know what? As long as we're interrupting things. Yeah, that's what this episode's about. This show that you made me watch mm-hmm. called Cheer that oh, yeah, I yeah. will force you to finish 
because it is very good and also so, 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 so bad. On Netflix, everybody, you got to go watch it because apparently cheerleading is super metal. It is not healthy for you and it is very bad for your body parts, which all break and shatter and, and go all sorts of crazy ways. And uh, I don't know. Netflix has a way, man. They could make me, they could literally make me watch like basket weaving competitions if they just scored it right mm. and had like the, the right personalities. They're so good. Like this one, it's the same director did uh, Last Chance University and I think, or Last Chance You and something else. Last Chance You, I really like. I don't remember the other thing he made. Have you ever watched Last Chance You? Mm-mm. Pretty good. L- very similar to Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so, except the coaches in Last Chance You were very abusive and the oh. coach in uh, Cheer is just like a sweet southern uh, angel lady. They hint in one episode that she has like a dark side, like you don't want to cross her, but they don't really explore that. Mm. So it's just kind of an ominous shadow. Uh-oh. And then it's going to come up in season three where she kills one of her students. <laughs> they uh, but... fell in an accident. <laughs> yeah. Why, were th- why was there nobody there to catch her? Because you all told us to shh. And that's the end of the show. You'll so. be wearing cement boots. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, Cheer on Netflix. Uh, check it out. How's The Bachelor going this season? Oh, it's, I mean, How's I don't know because this is the first time I've seen Aaliyah it. Aaliyah or whatever? Aaliyah, she's a straight boot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, man. Don't be an idiot. Okay. If you're in a house with 15 to 16 women, half of which you have like a pretty decent connection with and this other girl is a straight bitch and you kicked her off the show you did not give her a rose last week and she comes back and she gets you alone and convinces you please let me back on the show and you go okay i guess i will because we really had a thing but you didn't at all and you bring them out (laughs) to the other 19 girls and now they're all fucking pissed at you and this dude has the balls to look into the camera and his little like interview portion and be like i don't know if i'm doing this right like i feel like all these women hate me like you're right the first damn thing you've been right about all episode. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, and you know what? And he's a sweet looking guy. He's, mm-hmm. And he's not like a he's not like a model type. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Good for you, but also, oh, woof. So bad for you. Also Sorry, Peter Weber. For you. Is that his name? Yeah. Why is it such like a... Look, look him up. It's such a human name. All right. All right. We doing it. Is it spelled normal way? I think so. Peter Weber. If it's two Bs, I'm out. Uh, yeah, that's like a normal looking human. 28 yeah. years of old, which I don't like. Baylor Christian School University. I don't like it because that's my age. And mm. I used to not be old enough to be on The Bachelor. So, uh, yeah, I know there are people at home who think I'm an idiot, and I am. But Not like uh, this guy, you're not. Anyways, watch The, the Bachelor. Bachelor's Peter Weber said Superman is from Cleveland. You did but say people that. people aren't sure he's right. <laughs> Of course not, because he's very wrong. I was like, I was like, did he mean? Did I heard him say that in the episode? I was like, did he mean an actor that played him, or does he actually think Superman is, is from, from Cleveland, Cleveland when he is you from know, Smallville, Kansas? Well, they each start with hard. Also, oh, he brings these women to Cleveland. They start off with the whole, like, I've never been to Cleveland. That's kind of crappy. And then they're all like, oh, my God. I never thought about it, but we've been walking through Cleveland. It's lovely. It's so great. And I was like, oh, dude. How much do you think (laughs) Cleveland travel agency paid 
for them yep, to yep, yep. be like, oh, this is these are the same streets Baker Mayfield walks down. <laughs> I saw. I looked at how they framed these shots, and mm-hmm. I've never been to Cleveland, but I was like, this is. <laughs> but Ke- I would wager <laughs> this is Keener yes. Plaza for Cleveland on a really nice day downtown where it's like, you know, nice shots and you see girls walking down Market Street, but only like the only the okay part of Market Street in St. Louis. And you're like, wow, St. Louis is pretty cool, huh? I was like, yeah, Cleveland is in like the right they, light. They did not venture outside of Shaker Heights. Not a chance. Do you know what they did? Not one chance. They, they went... went to Shaker Heights <laughs> and they <laughs> stayed there. They went to um, Cedar Point. Okay. Because that exists, and it's uh-huh. a big roller coaster place. Right. And then they also went Is to the... that Cleveland adjacent? I, it's in Ohio. That's all I know. And then it's also... <laughs> Pretty small there state. There you go. Sorry. I don't know. It's there. I've been told. And they also went to where the Browns Stadium is. Uh-huh. Like, to do the Browns Baker Stadium. Baker Mayfield, right, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I was like, but the Browns suck. Yeah. It's... People on The Bachelor don't oh. have time to know that. And there was two retired football players who I don't know that this dude acted like he knew... Was telling the girls about their accomplishments. It was hilarious. In the game? Oh, like, in the like, show? Like, they yeah. came? Like, he was to, like, this to, is like... whoever, Maurice Jackson, he's got the most reception yards of anyone. And, like, just weird so shit like that, like where it's like, lines. yeah, it was just like, yeah. And then he did the, you know, the one hand, like, the one hand hug, where I'm like, you don't know that man, Like, sir. things you a do super not know fan wouldn't know. Yeah. This guy had more catches on third and long than any receiver in the Browns history. Yeah, and these women are like, oh, I mean, good. I mean, I'm mean, i with you, women. You know? You're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Peter, I don't give a shit. Uh, they do not, but Peter's trying. Mm-hmm. He's really trying. And much like our coverage of this game, the game itself was a really sloppy game and doesn't deserve our attention. Uh, Zach Sanford <laughs> scores 51 seconds into the third. Uh, Mr. Marzipan misses a wide open rebound off the post. Hold on a second. I can find our Marzipan drop if I give it a minute. The Marzipan. And uh, he misses a wide open rebound off the post and the Blues speed the other way and Sanford just lasers one past Talbot. Love the confidence to shoot there, wrote me. (laughs) (laughs) But... it's true, uh, you know, we've had, we've had some youngsters, Robert Thomas, he is elite, but he had a, a little bit of a tendency to do this earlier in the season, uh, defer uh, mm-hmm. when they are on breakaways and such, and so I like to see Samford just rip it, and he's feeling it right now, as we'll talk about here in a minute. Perron gets a goal that isn't a goal on offsides, Samford looks alive a lot lately, and the period ends with the Blues still tied at four. The overtime period is a pretty dull. Did, did I influence this at all? When I was watching it in my head, I was like, is this just me thinking about what I already said? But Or is it that this overtime actually is dull? It felt dull. I mean, yeah. you, that, maybe that's a note you passed to me that I wrote down, but I think I agree with you. I was just you. like, man, this is... So blah. Perron got a holding penalty with two minutes left, and considering the Flames were already three for three on the power play, you figured that was the I end. I turned off the game. And, I literally went uh, to bed. Then you, so you didn't even see the O'Reilly upset because that. No, was... see, I heard about it, but I did not. See wow. It. I mean, uh, wow. What, what happened? That's all I hear is there was a oopsie. He, so it's poopsie. four on three, and you can clear the puck. Uh oh. And he got the puck and approached the blue line, and then. But before exiting, didn't cross the blue line and then tried to like, I don't even think, 
drop past it, but just, like, turn around and pass backwards to one of his own defenders, Uh which, Ian, gonna shock you, did not work, and I I honestly don't know how the Flames didn't score on it, and it's like, it was almost nice, because you see him with the perfect hair, and the sulky trophy, and the consmite, and the guitar playing, and you're like, maybe he doesn't have any flaws, and then he just, like, took a big poop marker and drew on his face because I don't know what happened there, but it ended up not biting the blues uh, and he would make good on it in the shootout, I suppose, which the blues won after scoring on the first two shots, Perron and O'Reilly scored, Monaghan and Kachuk missed, and the blues win 5-4 to four without the R-O-W win. That was our first uh, shootout win this year, oh, I believe. Really? I think we were 0 for 3. Seems believable. Mm. Seems plausible. Bennington has allowed four goals or more in five of his last nine games. Ah! Uh, <laughs> did I do it? Uh, good job. Okay. Yeah, that does look like your husband's skull was crushed. Good, good. Who is that person? Uh, is that from uh, 300? Game of, that's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, okay. okay. Her, uh, so, her husband, her husband, her lover, It's it's very, they're very sexual, uh-huh. He... Stabs a guy with a spear that's poisoned on uh-huh. the end. This man is much larger than him. Stephen, the man is called the, the mountain. mountain. Yeah, yeah. Half Thor Bjornsson. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. Or something like that. You got it. You know more than Half Thor Bjornsson might have been my uh, teacher and my history teacher. I think it was. Oh boy. Uh, I'll, I'll come to me. Keep going. But he falls over. No, the, Half the Thor Bjornsson. Okay, like, nope, it's him. Tor, I knew it. Torbjorn Wandel was my history teacher. I figured it out. I have a lot of questions for you. We'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, he falls down. He's poisoned. The other guy, the much smaller, slender guy, keeps hitting him with the keeps hitting him with the little spike, and he's like, "Ah, I see you, little bitch," and you're dying, and you you think he raped his sister, so he's all angry about that. So he's like hitting him with the the little spear. Raped his sister. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's. And then he fucks up. He should have just left him to die, but he walked a little too close to his hand, and the guy grabbed him by the ankle, pulled him over, rolled on top of him, and then proceeded to put his thumbs through his eyes. And this was the one that crushed was like super graphic in oh, the Oh, yeah. No, you like watch it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, then and this, this lady this has the correct reaction. reaction. Well, I don't know about correct, because has anyone ever made spider hands on their own <laughs> face? <laughs> That, that's maybe how, that's what maybe that's what happens that's when you see someone's skull terror, gets crushed. But maybe, maybe I don't know. Uh, how many skull crushings have you seen? <laughs> have you all enjoyed this five-minute commentary on a GIF I inserted <laughs> in the notes? I'm putting in more in the future. Uh, let us know down in the comments. Look up Game of Thrones terror GIF, yeah, and I'm sure right. this is it. I think I probably look. I think I probably searched terror. So there you go. Uh, I'm not worried about the Bennington stat. <laughs> the longer I look at this game, oh, it's too funnier much. and funnier. Yeah, <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm not. You can delete it if it distracts you too much. That's but uh, the uh, I'm not too worried about the Bennington stat. Aren't you? I'm not thrilled, but I'm not freaking out. Um, he's fat- partially he's beca- fatigued. That's part of it. I wish he was less fatigued coming out of the All Star break. Uh, he's got low T. For one thing, here's the here's one thing. I don't feel like any of these goals were howlers, and he made a lot of saves late that kept us in it, and he was fine in the shootout. So in this particular yeah. game, it's not that. Three worrisome. of them were on the power play. Um. Yeah. Exactly. And 
as somebody pointed out, I can't remember who on Twitter, one of one of the regulars, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know who was, you are. Uh, Blues Hat, somebody like that, pointed out that, like, there's film on him now, which, I mean, there always was some film, but, like, mm. being, being a top-level professional athlete is always about adjusting and changing your game and fixing your holes, and maybe people have found one to exploit that he hasn't adjusted to yet, and... I don't know. I'm just not freaked out. I'd be more freaked out if Alan sucked right now, but he doesn't. So, you know, I don't. I don't want it to be a goaltending controversy. God forbid we have well, another one. But it's, it's, it's coming. It's in full boil. But uh, uh, you know, even still, we're winning games. He's starting, and mm-hmm. uh, Alan's um, not. Uh, <laughs> Bennington has the best, one of the best, or the best winning percentages. Uh, in the league in terms of what I call real winning percentage, so not that Batman crap, although he's probably pretty good there too. And he has 23 wins overall. His goals saved above average is still positive. His quality start percentage is still really yeah, good. Yeah, Here's the thing. It's like the first actual slump in his career. So I'm just not worried about it yet. I don't know. Where where are you at with all this? I would agree. We will see how it pans out yeah, in the I mean, long run. I, I would like it to stop. Please A stop. shutout or two. Would be more than uh, but I'm we can just... we can stumble all the way in the playoffs and stumble all the way to the cup. I don't really care. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess maybe at this point I'm just like I've seen that he can do it. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to believe. Well, I like to believe there aren't that many one-off goalies as far as the cup is concerned. The, you know what I mean? The other thing I feel about, yeah. Well, I mean Cam Ward, but still. Okay, <laughs> but, but he was Ward still a was good fine goalie for most of his yeah. career. Uh, the other thing I feel about Bennington is like. He's not, and this really isn't meant to be a shot do at it, do Jake, it. but it will be. It will be <laughs> Here it comes. But he's not, he's, I don't feel like one incident with Bennington affects the next one ever. Like he can be cold mm-hmm. in general, but he's not letting him four goals a game because he lets him one crappy one and then falls apart. And that, you know... To his at, credit, later, to your point, later in this game, in the third period yeah, and everything, he looked really yeah. good. Yeah, and he made one that one spinny, spinny, spinny Rooney save yeah. that saved our whole game, and he was, you know, he was good in the shootout, and so, you know, when, when Allen was at his worst, which he's not anymore, we're in happier days, he's out of the dark, dark shadow realm, but... Uh, man, you remember when that was a meme on this podcast, <laughs> inventing new names? For, yeah. Uh, let's hope we never do that again. It but, came out of Mephisto's <laughs> meat <dang>. box. Like <laughs> 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 well, got to the point that uh, right. uh, he's escaped Mephisto's taint. <laughs> Uh, well, you gotta bring that one back. That's right. Memes gotta return. But no, but you know, I mean, have you ever seen a game where you felt like Bennington himself, or maybe one of the ones that got away in the playoffs? But like, for the most part, you don't feel like one goal bleeds into a next one, and you definitely don't feel like one game bleeds into the next yeah, one. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. And it, it is, you know, the best goalies in the world go through cold snaps. John Gibson's not been great this season. Andre Vasilevsky sucked to start the season. Sergei Bobrovsky sucked all season. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's a lot of reason to believe yet that any of those guys are bad goalies. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Bennington's on their tier, but it's he wasn't ever going to be, you know, 198-212 or whatever it was. Or sorry, 198-930 uh, or whatever it yeah. was last season. And, and uh 
Yeah, I guess I'm just not freaked. I want to look at. I think he's still a reasonable contender for the Vesna because he's going to end with a lot of wins and decent stats, and and people don't look beyond that much, and they might want to give him an award. You know. For missing out on all the awards he missed out on last year. It's your makeup award. I mean, I mean, they do have them. That's why Ryan O'Reilly got the song. Should, if we finish, if we win the Central, should Craig Ruby be considered for the Jack Adams? Um, I mean, he won't be probably, but yeah, he should be. He should be in the sense that it's for the best coach, mm-hmm. but... We use it as the, this coach made it's this hard. team that was supposed it's, to suck be good. It's weird because, like, body of work is supposed to be just this year, but I wonder if, like, I mean, they're humans, so it's impossible to not consider mm-hmm. that he also just won the cup out of the blue. Um, I don't even know who would be, like, Tockett's probably a contender for it, Tippett's probably a mm-hmm. contender for it. It's always the, yeah, you know, the you, shitty team you should that, have sucked but yeah. didn't. Uh, John Tortorella's got to be in contention this year because of the fact that the Blue Jackets are anything at all. Mm. But, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think Berube deserves consideration. I, I think, I'm just not convinced he'll receive I think he'd just get a little bit only because if we won the West, it's like, whoa, look at this team that went 26 games into the playoffs, and they're still mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think it... He would be fitting, and he might get consideration. I was just saying, I I'm not saying he doesn't win it. Yeah, I don't know if he necessarily think there's, win. Even but. as even as much as like the you know the Coyotes and and Oilers and whoever, I'm sure there's someone else out there that I'm just not thinking of. As as good as some of those stories are, I don't think there's one that just leaps out at you. You know, mm-hmm. um, maybe a Rick Bonus gets consideration, or the guy who took over for Bill Peters, just because of the situation they were thrust into. But it'd be interesting. I think the the awards feel pretty wide open this year, mm-hmm. so that'll be fun uh, to watch. I'm sure McDavid will get his heart if he makes the playoffs because. That's how we got to do it. But um, uh, Robert Thomas, you want to talk about Robert Thomas? He's really good. Um, you can't spell Robert Thomas without elite. That's right. I mean, there, all those letters are in there, especially when you consider that his middle name is Eli. So mm-hmm. uh, really <laughs> fortunate. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's he just seems to be getting better and better. He looks like one of our best players every time he mm-hmm. steps on the ice. Uh, pretty much every time he touches the puck, you feel like something good's about to happen. I do wonder, and mm-hmm. it'll happen, I guess. We got but some pushback. When when do we reach the point of diminishing returns of him, his playing with Bozak and Allen or Bozak and Steen? They're a great line. They're a really mm. good line. But uh, our Timmy Panarin could be on a really good line with, you know, Anisimov and whoever. And that doesn't mean that's the best use of his talents, you know. And I just, I don't know. I just wonder, I guess, it does, if any of the top lines were really struggling right now. Mm-hmm. Who's with Steen and, or who's with Shen and Schwartz right now? Uh, sometimes it it's Cairo. Sometimes it's Sunquest. Okay, okay. So I don't want to necessarily break that up. 
Mm-hmm. But then the thing is, like we talked about before, I would like Robert Thomas to get more playing time, but I'd also like him to get more playing time as a center. Yeah. And Ryan O'Reilly is just a center, and oh, that's yeah, where he sits. Sure. And Shen, as much as we thought we could move him around, seems like he wants to be a center, and you know that was a discussion last year, the year before that even. So I don't know if he's going to get any time to be a center on the top lines and all. Mm-hmm. Now that and I keep forgetting that we re-signed Shen. I'm like, well, when Shen walks, I don't know. Then we'll have space for him. But now that Shen's still here, I wonder about. Yeah, that. I mean, I think I think after this year, Shen's just gotta buck up and move to the wing. Yeah, I really. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the conversation was when the they should at least was try signed, that for sure. I mean, Bozak. Because. Because they have, they have to know, or they have to see that. It's their, that's their job to know that Robert Thomas is becoming a better and better player, and he's better at center, and they're going to have to slot him did somewhere Sh- where he gets more Sh- time. Did Shane get any no trade protection? <laughs> I'm sure he did. But not a no move, I don't think. So he No, could. but I'm sure he gets like a 15-team or 10-team yeah, or whatever. I'm thinking of uh, the expansion draft here, just curious. Curiously, uh, no, it's it's it is interesting because it's it's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of the problem the Blues always seem to have. Um, but remember before we had Stasny even, and it was just Bacchus and who? Literally who? I've no Bacchus and Berglund and somebody. Uh-huh. Holy shit, boys! I don't even Bacchus, know Bacchus Berglund and before Stasny was before Laterra because they came over at the same time. I don't even know. Like Saboka on the third yeah. line, right? And we were like a. Like and we a were like, oh, we could, like, oh, we could win the cup. When no, did, never. Where did Walnuts come over? Fourteen. So we're like summer at the of fourteen. 12th, or thirteen, fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna look this up. Uh, Shen does have a no trade clause for the first half of his contract and then a modified for the second half. Our third. Oh no. Ian, our third center in 2013 14 was Derek Roy. Oh, yes. That was the year. <laughs> That's why we got him. Oh no. We that had... is not remotely acceptable. <laughs> Maxime Lavier. We're very upset at the team. <laughs> Maxime Lavier scored, started 71 games. I do remember that. Ryan Reeves, 63. Jordan Leopold, 27. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Those okay. were dark times. Who started? So Halak started 40 and Elliot started 31. Who started the remaining? In what year? Oh, Ryan Miller. Oh, no. Oh. What a year. What a franken year that was. You mean Derek Roy and Ryan Miller were on the same St. Louis Blues team? Because I was like, weird. they were on the same Buffalo Sabres team. That is real weird. Okay, all right. What, all a, right. what, a, what a dumb move. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Uh, Robert Thomas. Is elite. Is elite. Very good. No, I mean, he's, yeah. He's number one on this team currently in points per 60. At five on five, number one, he's two point five seven. I like it. How many points is he up to total? Twenty eight. Uh, twenty four. No, he's got to have more than that. This is five, five and five, five. So he's got. Where you at, my boy? He's at twenty seven. Seven goals, twenty assists. 
Um, not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I think I saw someone else point out, like, even if he doesn't move up the lineup, he's really, he's got to start getting more playing time. If you're going to double shift him, you're going to give him more power play time. He's got 28 points now. Anyways. Try him on O'Reilly and Perron's wing occasionally for funsies. I don't mind if they put him at wing. I just, I don't want them, don't want him to stay yeah, there. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? For sure, for sure. That would be a total waste. Uh, Zach Sanford, speaking mm-hmm. of their wing, has looked really good of late. And as we already alluded to, it would be nice if this kid could pick a lane. Mm-hmm. Zach it's Sanford. So, the, it's just such a wild delta, if you will. Mm. You see what I did there? I brought it back. Uh, you use my word. That's right. Between... You know, real crappy needs to pull his head out of his arse, Zach Sanford, and very, very good hottest player on the team, Zach Sanford, mm-hmm. who has three goals, four assists, and is a plus six in his last six games, which are very similar to a Stanley Cup final numbers. Mm-hmm. He is second on the team in points per 60 at five on five with 2.16. He's a good young player. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot there. He's better this year, I think, than any other year. Like, in the playoffs, mm-hmm. obviously, he was very good. But, like, he's better this season than he was last season. And we're sure. starting to see why. For a long time, I was like, he was the extra body. I'm like, well, you can just get rid of him. Before Oscar Sundquist became what he was. Mm-hmm. Once he did, it was like, well, Zach Sanford's the, the odd man out. But he's has so much potential and just slick mitts. And it's like, no, I don't want to get rid of you. You're, you're what... Other people saw in, oh, who do we get rid of? Yaskin, or who mm. we saw in any payarvi or whatever, where people would tell me, no, 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 they're very good. We should got to hold on to them. And I was like, I'm not seeing it, man. Like, they're, <laughs> they're not terrible, but they're just whatever. Mm. And then now I'm seeing that with Sanford, where I see people go, oh, you know, well, let's just get rid of them. I'm like, no, 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 not yet. I mean, I, we can for. Don't get me wrong. We can for anything. But also, <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, not ju- not just because you want to. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'll oh, get him out of here. No, no, no. Like, he's got he's got potential. He's got more than potential. The guy scores. It's just that he's so streaky. What's he, 25? I think so. 24, 25. 25. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, he's just a hard player to figure out because the highs are really high. Mm. And... I mean, some players are just inconsistent. He's definitely not someone that but... outworks people, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem to be, I was going to say his game, he can make it part of his game, that'd be very nice. But uh, he's definitely more of a big-bodied finesse player, mm-hmm. in a way. You know, like when he whipped the wrist shot by uh, Talbot last night, I was like, fuck. That was very David Perron-esque. Yeah. And Vladimir Tarasenko before him. In yeah. some ways. I a little Oshi-ish, too, mm-hmm. although she had a more physical side to his game. I just feel like he's the kind of guy that could mature into a 60, 60-ish point mm-hmm. player, or he could be Dimitri Askin. Yeah. And I just wish he would, like we said, tend to pick a lane. Uh, but right now, it's great, and I hope it stays great. you have anything more to say about that? I don't. Excellent. I do not. Let's move on. To some blues news. Is there any blues news you'd like to share with us, Ian? None. N- no. Okay. <laughs> no wrong, wrong answer. <laughs> uh, but, 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 the blues agreed to an extension for Huso and Mikola uh, today, earlier today. Both contracts are two years and two-way contracts. Huso's 
average annual value is 750k and Mikola's is 787,500 dollars and you know Mikola wears number 77 so he's one of those motherfuckers oh. who had to have his number in the fucking amount of money he he's wears making 77 i mean there's an eight between these two but sevens yeah, but here that's but why. that's why he did yeah, it yeah of course he's a monster um mature that's mature up Mikola. yeah, yeah. No, but uh, I thought that's nice. It's Mikola we saw is pretty much going to move into a left-handed defensive spot here in the next year or two anyways, especially with Bo Meester being on these weird one-year contracts. How would you feel if Bo Meester came back next year and was fine? Would you be like, cool? Yeah, I was okay. just thinking like... Part of me feels like he's gonna... I kind of... I, I don't want him... This is weird. Did you not want him to gum up the works? No, no. The kind of the opposite. I I don't really want him to like play for somebody else. He's our J Bo. Like I don't want him to do the Ron Hainsey thing, where he just he's just he's good enough for someone to employ. Ottawa. Him. You mean J Bo well, goes to Ottawa? <laughs> not quite that bad. But that like, sounds like a movie. What part, of, what part of Canada is he from? Do you know? Bowie. I think he's from Alberta. I want to say he's from Edmonton. Uh, disgusting. Uh, I mean, that'd be kind of cool if he got to go home and play for Edmonton, if that's what he wanted to do. But like, you know what I'm saying? Edmonton, Canada. Hey, nice work. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want, I don't really, like, I, I'm also not saying we have to re-sign Bo Meester. Mm-hmm. I think he's still got a good amount to offer. So it, it also feels weird that like he could, I don't think he's going to, but he could just retire. But he's also a gym rat. So I don't know what to think, but I do think Mikola is ready to step into an every, I mean, pretty much every night mm-hmm. left-handed defenseman role. I would like to see Dunn move up the lineup and have, um, you know, him play your one-two role and Mikola play further down. I am a little concerned if we have a top-pairing left-handed defenseman going forward, although I suppose we don't really right now <laughs> either. So, we kind um, of platoon that role. Yeah, I mean, it... There's a lot. There's a, some big question marks about our defense, which means there's some big question marks <laughs> about the team because, obviously, the biggest one. Please just, just Jesus. do it, Alex. <laughs> it's it's gonna be February. It was supposed to be the All Star break. I was promised. One of our speculating fans on Twitter promised me <laughs> that it would be the All Star game, and it didn't happen. Is it he didn't coming happen. back? He's not coming. He's leaving. No, he's gonna go to Toronto, mm. and they're gonna. Ha- oh, oh my God! I just. Oh no! I just had the crystallizing thought of the Steve Dangle Alex Petrangelo as a Leaf video, and Ian, I want to kill that man. I want. <laughs> Want to preemptively kill Steve Dangle for the video he'd record if they <laughs> sign Alex Petrangelo. Oh no! Oh well, and no. they're gonna—he'll never I've win never, a cup there, and they'll talk I, about him like he's like always been always. I've never hated a hypothetical person more. I mean, Steve Dangle's a real person, but that hypothetical Steve Dangle. Oh, this is unhealthy. My my feeling is like I'm very panicked, but deep down I know he'll resign here. But even deeper down, I know that he's gonna hoodwink me and go away but what like here's the thing why the fuck move if he's yeah not why the fuck move i do think do you th- do you think one of Petr- pareko or Petrangelo is not here next year 
I mean, that's a possibility. I don't want to think that, Stephen. I don't want. Don't even make me entertain. The I mean, idea. if you can, if I don't know, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to think about it either. But also, you can't pay your right-handed defense twenty million dollars. Sure you can. Sure you can. Sure you can. Who needs? I mean, who needs more money? Who needs this, more money coming up? Nobody. I guess. Seriously speaking, if you're for now, I am serious. If you're. For now, if your left-handed defensemen are Mikola Gunnarsson, Dunn, Bo Meester at three million or less, two, let's say two, and Perunovic, if he comes up, I guess if you're averaging like a million and a half on your left-handed defensemen, mm-hmm. then your defense as a total will be like 25 million, and that is tolerable. Yeah. So maybe Doug's maybe there's maybe there's a plan up in old Dougie's skull. I don't know. We got two more Petrangelo years. Petrangelo and Falk yeah. have looked pretty good together at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, I mean, Petrangelo's Falk needs to soak his head every once in a while. <laughs> so does Petrangelo, but at times they look pretty good. We've got Pareko for two more years. We have to resign who this year? Delarose RFA, Blaze RFA, Mackenzie McEachern's an RFA. Uh, Troy Brower's a UFA. Oh boy, we got to get on top of that. <laughs> uh, and then the next year, the Dunn one is going to be an interesting deal. Next year, after that, is Steen, who's going to be less or gone. A lot less. Or yeah, Jaden Schwartz, who quite honestly, oh, he's, I think he's gone. I don't. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, what a what a jack of all trades guy that I don't know if he's here or not. I think. And we'll talk about another reason in a minute. Tyler Bozak, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. I think we're going to see a lot of movement from the Blues this year. Um, Please. I mean, just because it's fun. Because the contract situation is a mess. And let's talk about the other one that we're kind of overlooking. Billy Husso on a one-way deal. Oh, yeah. Now, that doesn't guarantee that he's up. Mm-hmm. But kind of does. It's a two-way deal. Huh? It's a two-way deal. Is it? Yeah. I was told a one-way. They're both two-way. Okay, well then, why did you lie to me, Justin Horniker? They're both two-way? I think so. Oh, then they're meaningless. Then they're meaningless, and I'm so stupid. Here, let me check for you. I don't want you to slander Justin on my behalf. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite all right. I'll slander Justin all on my own. And he probably typed the right thing, and I read the wrong thing. But uh... Well, it's not going to tell me anyways. Oh, never mind. Here we go. Here we go. Blizzard extensions. Who's so Mikola? Oh, one way. You're right. You're right. One way. Sorry. I saw two, and then I probably put the two-year, two-way, whatever. So, yeah, they're one way. Justin was correct. I was wrong. I, myself, need to dunk my head in water, or whatever you said. Soak, <laughs> Soak my, my head. head. Thank you. Uh, no, so my point is... Well, yeah, if it's one way... Yeah. Hmm. Here's the thing. Frankly speaking, you have to trade Jake Allen this summer. You cannot spend four point three million dollars on your backup goalie. You can't. You can't do it. You couldn't do it this year. Speaking frankly, we could not afford to do it this year. We managed to, uh, and right now it looks a lot better because of the uh, Tarasenko injury. But we barely, barely, barely fit it under the wire. Uh, to do it this year. Doing that will free up more space once you sign Petrangelo to his nine-year million deal. Aren't the Canes eating like a part of Falk, or am I making that up? What's that? Are the Canes eating a part of this year Currently, yes, they are. 
So, yeah. So you had to like do some gymnastics to get it in under the wire. If you were re-signing Petrangelo, and quite frankly, even if you're not, mm-hmm. you don't have room to keep Jake Allen next year. And to me, Billy Huso on a one-way deal, kind of points to that reality. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Or is Jordan Bennington on the move? Just kidding. Just (laughs) kidding. I just wanted to throw a bunch of other random-ass options out there. Whoa, whoa, I don't like looking at... What? Wait, what? (laughs) I don't like looking at Cat Friendly and seeing that Justin Falk is signed till beyond where I can scroll. Like, it's fine, but also, not really. It doesn't sit well in my tummy. Um... Let's talk about something else. <laughs> uh, I do feel like with our goalies, mm-hmm. the nightmare scenario, and it's also the least likely scenario, but the That's n- good. nightmare scenario is you get to the end of next year, you keep Allen through next year, you get to the end of next year, mm-hmm. somehow both Allen and Bennington walk, and you're in the situation where the Blue Jackets were, where it's like, Billy, who says you're goalie now? Hope it works. We're going to do the old Roberto Luongo uh, Schneider deal where they were like, which one's our goalie of the future? Neither. Yeah. And they're both gone. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, and like, do you. I nah, mean, that ain't going to I think Bennington likes it here. I don't feel like he's anxious to leave. But do you feel like he's the guy that's like, I will sign in St. Louis or bust? No. Like, no chance, right? He'll go where the money is, so... He's definitely a, and, definitely a money hound. And Alan, God God forbid we try to make him our starter again. Just for the drama of it. Not because I think he's incapable, although he is. But, think of the mental gymnastics yeah. of, yeah, we won with Bennington, but really, Alan sort of got us there. So like, and it's like, oh, they... Next year, especially if you're going to re-sign Bennington... It would be nice to have a Huso who looks okay, where you mm-hmm. can be like, well, actually, we don't have to fork over the cash to sign you. But more importantly, you just can't spend that $4.3 million on Allen. And good backups that are cheap are hard to find. So give it to Huso and see what he can do. I'm fine with that. How do you feel about that? His numbers aren't great this year. That's what I was like just looking at. Uh, save percentage in a 293 goals against average or something. These AHL websites are awful. Yes, they are. coming. They are indeed. Do I even get to see where the goalie is? (laughs) Oh, he's he's not a skater. Oh, go just go to Elite Prospects, baby. Boo. No, I used it. The 2.93 goals against average save percentage is .898. So, so. <laughs> we're like, we gotta, we just gotta move up. Or... I mean, I don't, I don't know the AHL well enough. I'll be admit those obviously aren't good numbers, mm-hmm. but I don't think the rampage are especially good, and they're a big improvement on last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a big one. Last year was three sixty seven eight seventy one in twenty seven games. So, um. Also, contrary to what may have worked recently, it's not ideal to call up goalies for the first time from the AHL at 25 mm-hmm. and just maybe it'll work. Run and with them. Huso is about to turn 25 next week. For real? Yeah. So, like, he's not a young goalie prospect. It's kind of time to see 
if there's anything there. And if there's not, then Hofer can be your next goalie of the future. Uh, you know, and and you can figure all that out. But um, Like you said, he was doing better than last year. So there, there's, that's something. So all I'm saying is I think that's that looks to me like the direction they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be interesting to watch, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Any thoughts? Any more thoughts on that? No, I just love looking at Cat Friendly. I love talking oh, about the, the future of teams and everything. Uh-huh. It's, it's, the strategy behind, it's the strategy behind the game that I can't strategize because it's a tiny little rubber puck on ice. And it's, it's hard to figure out how the game works. That's but right. I can figure out the numbers. That's right. You shoot it at the arch because that's the biggest target and has Ten the points. most points. That's what I've learned. Uh, speaking of teams that have no future, how about a team that just signed Zach Cassian <laughs> to a four-year... $12.8 million contract? Yike. Your <laughs> thoughts? Uh, the guy's got 15 goals or something like that. I mean, he plays on the first line. I don't know. That's pretty good money. That's pretty uh, pretty good deal for a guy that's a first-line talent asterisk. I can't believe that organization didn't give this contract to Pat Maroon. Mm-hmm. Because he played on Connor McDavid's line and scored a lot of goals that one time, mm-hmm. and I, 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 uh, I don't know. How do you give him four years? The three point two, fine. You do that mm-hmm. for two, whatever. You've got to have forwards, and you already don't have enough, so don't let him walk. But four? How do you commit four to a twenty nine year old power forward? Does who? Edmonton by the way, hasn't so he much? already like? What? Zach Cassian is a guy that already disappeared and came back once, right? Yeah, well, to be to be fair, part of that was he had substance abuse issues. Oh, okay. So he came, he came back like that. But anyways, good for him and all that. But I think it's because no one wants to play up there, even though they have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Like, Edmonton, why can't they ever get wingers? points! Why can't they ever get wingers up there? You know what I mean? Yeah, I and think so they right. talked Nobody... to they talked to Zach Cassian, and he said, "I will stay here for four years for this amount of money." And they're like, "Well, fuck! I guess like <laughs> we need some sort of security in that there will be bodies on this team." Connor, request a trade it's now, time. dude. It's time, buddy. Pull the plug. Pull the plug. You've been a soldier. You literally willed your knee back into existence for mm-hmm. this team. Willed it. <laughs> Yeah, these, they asked if he needed surgery, said so no thank you, and then he, he thought about it being wand. very hard. <laughs> he goes, I hope my knee's okay for 90 days straight, and it was, and then it was. <laughs> he grabbed his wand and he said, Accio, healthy PCL, and it worked. That worked. Athletes are freaks. Oh my god. But Connor, you and that stupid little crowd gotta get out of there. You gotta go. <laughs> Please, for the sake of this league, you're so good. It's insane how good he is. I don't think people know how good he is. They can't because he's never had a line mate. <laughs> he's never had a line. I mean, yeah, he, he plays with Dreisaitl a lot. But he's never had, he has never, ever had a good winger in this league. Yeah, Tyranny. Imagine, imagine Connor McDavid with even David Perron. Like, I'm not talking, like, Artemi Panarin, Brad Marchand, whoever. I'm saying, like, even not even David Prom. I know, like, I'm trying to think. Who's just a winger? Um, 
I was going to say Jeff Skinner. That's a little too hurtful. Uh, Radulov. Alexander Radulov. Mm-hmm. He's probably too good for what we're trying to say. Andre Keisha from Put him the with, Ducks. Who am I thinking of? Put him with Philip Forsberg. Yeah. That Philip Forsberg can have 100 points. <laughs> no, Philip Forsberg will be the first one at 200 <laughs> points since Wayne Gretzky. And only because Connor McDavid hit 400. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because <laughs> he doubled. Oh, oh my I word. Just, Seriously. Oh. And I hear people all the time, like, well, if he, mis- he moves out... Of- I've heard someone recently say this, too. If he moves out of the Pacific, you're not going to be as good because Pacific's pretty weak. And I was like, I don't think you understand that, like... It's not that the competition is going to be that much stronger against people you. have said that? I've seen people say, if he's out of the Pacific, you just won't have the same point totals as he's playing against really crappy teams. Because of how well the Maple Leafs and Bruins are holding down the fort <laughs> against Connor McDavid. I know, I was like, you know he does play what? those other teams? What? <laughs> I was just a Twitter person. What? <laughs> just so you know. Someone thinks he's only getting 120 or something points because <laughs> well, he's playing LA okay. all the time. Yeah, he drops to 127 instead of 135. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, are you overlooking the fact that if he's on another team and like a different division? <laughs> There's a team around <laughs> yeah, him? He's not going to catapult up pick, 70 points? Pick bad team. Because I'm certain their forward group. Put him on, the put him on, and this isn't even a bad team, just put him on the Florida Panthers. Oh my god. A god he'd be a god. Oh yeah. Put the whole with, team be scary. Put him with Brady Kachuk and whoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vitaly Abramov, because that's the only other senators forward I can name. I am. Can you imagine a power play with Thomas Shabbat, Connor McDavid, and Brady Kachuk? It'd never it'd score every second. They have to. They'd have to reinstate the Montreal un, undo the Montreal rule just so that they could watch it for a week and then rename it the Edmonton rule and reinstate it, <laughs> or the Ottawa rule or the McDavid rule. The more I ever hear about the conversation about, or the more I participate in the conversation of Connor McDavid needs to leave Edmonton, the more it frustrates me that he's not going oh. to, and that our reality is that he's just up there. And in the stop me- wasting away. In the meantime, people ass hats like Mark Giordano are trying to end his career, and I just don't understand. I just don't understand. It's the battle Battle of Alberta. Oh, so it can was you fun? But can it you was explain not. this to me? Uh-huh. How can you? have a league that's actively trying to take fighting out of the game and you know serious hits the head and all that stuff but then the like sports coverage the channels that cover that sport that do get some sort of like i don't know are somehow underneath the sport you know like the nhl doesn't own Sportsnet, but also they can pretty much tell Sportsnet, hey fuck off you know mm-hmm. like how can the For channels 5.6 billion <laughs> How can they have these channels cover their sport that are like, oh, baby, we get, don't you want to see that shit? Because Matthew... Don't could, you want to see some fighting? To be fair, NBC carried the Kings that night. Yeah, well, I mean... But... That's because, two Canadian teams. They don't care. Because Matthew Kachuk had to answer the bell. What is it about George Peros showing up to the game in person that they thought this will this that will was make their cure? Yeah, they're like he'll be there, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll stay <laughs> dead in the face as I pummel Matthew Kachuk's skull. <laughs> you fucking weirdo! And they'll point at you and go, "You next? Gonna come down? Gonna come on down, George? Gonna Let's stop see me? How you feel now, smart boy, Mister Princeton? I, hear hear me when I say this. 
I do not want to actually see this happen to a human being, but it would have been very <laughs> enjoyable to have watched. And I like Matthew Kachuk. I like him more than uh, what Cassian. Yeah. But I would have loved to see Zach Cassian ragdoll Matthew Kachuk again. Did. He kind of did. It wasn't yeah. as bad. But... I would have loved that more than anything. Just oh, so yeah. they can interview him and go, I fucking told you. I told you I'd do it again and none of you fuckers believe me. And guess what? I'm going to do it a third time. Yeah. Just every game. Yeah. This is ragdolls Just Matthew like, Kachuk. I'm telling you. When do you stop doubting me? Um, yeah, I just... Just a lot of weird weird stuff going on in this league um oh something we can talk about that's weird yep what about the seattle kraken oh my god please but also now that it's maybe real i know that's (laughs) i pulled back real hard i was like oh that's fun like what's the name like "Mm." (laughs) i'm glad you had this reaction too because that was like i heard it and i was like Oh, no way, they don't have... So, for anyone that doesn't know, just a rumor right now, although they did put a tweet that kind of hinted that it was more than a rumor, but um, just a rumor that the Seattle team will be named the Kraken. Mm -hmm. And I heard it, and I was like, oh, no way they did it. And then I was like, oh, no, no way they did that. So, we didn't have this aversion to... We didn't like Golden Knights at the time because it wasn't... Oh, it's still terrible. It wasn't Vegasy though. Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, fuck, nasty. I don't remember no, that. It wasn't it's great. It's boring, but it's not. Like, I think I think that's what I remember more. That was more boring. But now it, it fits. It was boring and it was the guy trying to like shoehorn in the oh, whole the military, like, military or whatever, stuff. Yeah. You know what saved that yeah, team? From but me? wasn't part of it, and here's the part yeah. that really bothers the shit out of me, wasn't part of it that the NHL didn't want gambling motifs, even though now they are, like, trying to exploit the entire gambling industry. Vegas aces I mean, I realized that there was, like, a Supreme Court case in there somewhere, but still, like, come on, guys. But, like, the thing that saved the Vegas Golden Knights for me is their jerseys, because those are actually very good. So if the Kraken, you know, allegedly, have, like, nice jerseys, I'm all for it, but also... red and black, so help me God. Right. (laughs) So help me God. Let's just do the Seattle thing. Fine. Just take Vancouver's but colors and flip be, them. You can't do the Seattle thing because that's Vancouver's yeah. colors. Uh, have you seen? You've seen the old mid two thousands, early two thousands, like um, New New York Islanders jerseys where mm-hmm. they were the like fishermen. the fishermen mm-hmm. and they had like the waves at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Just rip the fishermen off and slap a giant orange <laughs> angry squid on it. <laughs> Be like, yeah, crack them, baby. Let's do it. Uh, I no. would love it. If, no. I would love it if they had the balls to do like, like a salmony pink, like not pink pink, but like a not red either. Uh, I want some purple back in there. If the Kings ain't going to do purple, toss some purple in there. By the way, Kings really should have done purple and gold uh, for the Kobe game Mm -hmm. when they returned. I don't think they did a real screw-up on their part. But But, uh, Kraken Kraken also sounds like... Are the Kraken... Here's what I can't What's do. What's cracking, crackers? I, I can't get over the fact that like it's an oh. AHL name. So like the San Antonio Rampage are going to play the Seattle oh, Kraken. Yeah, yes. Right. How can the Seattle Kraken go into 
Bell Center and play the Montreal Canadiens, the storied yes. franchise. The Montreal Canadiens tonight will be playing the Seattle Crack, and that just doesn't it doesn't mesh in my brain. And if it's I true, also, it eventually will, but right now I it doesn't. don't like teams that don't decline. Obviously, it's bad enough with the Blues because they're the Blues, and it's really you, we say he's a Blue, but that's really not. That doesn't make sense. But, like, is he a Kraken? Are they the Krakens? Plural? I don't know. Can you see Doc Emmerich saying Kraken? Because I can. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like, the only part that, that I makes believe sense. 100%. Kraken score! Release the Kraken! <laughs> just, that'd be too obvious for him. Yeah. He's going to count how many no, legs no. it has. Yeah. <laughs> the great beast of the sea has been unleashed. And no, uh, I'm not talking about any after a night of the cocktail bar. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I, I can see all of those announcers just laughing underneath their breath when, like, Pierre's like, and he sure is cracking. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be released the Kraken. Oh, save me. <laughs> oh, uh, no. What is their what is their mascot gonna even be other than the Kraken? But, like, that's not just, appealing. Just steal the purple... Uh, octopus, octopus oh, from, Detroit. from Detroit. Yes. <laughs> Just take it. Just what? That's ours now. Vancouver's colors and Detroit's octopus and just put them together. I want their um their mascot to just be a guy dressed up as Neptune. <laughs> <laughs> just like with a trident. And kids are like, is that the mascot? Do I go get a picture <laughs> with this buff old man? But it's like, does he have no shirt or does he have like one of those like leotards that is like a muscle... Oh, both options are awful. <laughs> <laughs> and so he will use them interchangeably. <laughs> I, uh, I'm on board because it's just stupid. Oh, boy. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about I'm, that. I'm on it now. Hashtag Team Crank. Let's do it. Uh, oh, man. Feels like we haven't really emerged from the all-star break. Mm-hmm. Hey, David Poyle. Just became the winningest general manager in history. Not a good general manager, but the by any means. And I don't know how the. I would be livid if my team had put up with a GM for twenty years that got us to one Stanley Cup and didn't win it. But hey, fifteen hundred wins, seven one thousand five hundred seven. Still pretty impressive. I think that's the thing where you're in a relationship for so long that you kind of don't even know what else there is. Mm -hmm. Like Nashville's like, we've only had one GM. And they're like, what do we do? Just get another one? And they're like, yeah, you can. And they're like, oh, but he's, but he's okay. He's Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) This guy's fine. Tom Brady posted a cryptic photo on, on, uh, Twitter. Uh, and, uh, who knows? Who knows? It's him. He's going to be a Bengal. It's him walking in a dark tunnel. And you can't tell if he's walking towards the field or away from the field. But he's also in street clothes. Is he retiring? Isn't he retiring? He's just effing with people. That's all he's doing. Which, if you were Tom Brady, sure. Why not? Mm. You can screw with the whole world. I think he's a masterpiece. I used to hate that man so much, and in some ways I still do, but he's such a refined asshole, and I really appreciate that. It's all the stem cells that are coursing through his his veins. He's got so many people in there. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, Can we get out of here? Do we have anything else to say? Oh, uh, no. 
Uh, I don't know. You have anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. Up to you. Oh boy, we've got, <laughs> we've got the one thing we didn't talk <laughs> I about. I know. Too hey, uh, it was Bella's talk day yesterday, and that's important, so let's talk about I know, that. No, it's like, <laughs> we can transition to this if we want. Well, yeah, there's no good transition to it, but um, no, for those who don't know, Bell Let's Talk is the, uh, is the um, Bell, the Bell campaign. Bell's one of the, maybe the biggest broadcasting communications company in Canada and they have an annual day that gets very big in the hockey community where they uh, hashtag Bill Let's Talk and it's you know about ending the stigma around mental illness and um, every hashtag gets like a five cent donation but there are like millions and millions and millions across the day so they Mm -hmm. end up donating millions of dollars and it's an important topic I think we're both passionate about it Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I I can talk a little bit about why it means a lot to me, uh, because while you search and drop quarters, search for and drop quarters, uh, I went to, I've mentioned here on before, though sparsely, because I don't want to be in anyone's face about it. I went to... You mentions to me all the a time. A seminary. <laughs> yeah. A seminary uh, in town, a, a pretty con- a conservative Christian seminary uh, called Covenant, which... Um, was a great school and I love going there. Uh, I don't talk about it here because you know, it's not really the place for it. Mm. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. You know how fun religion is to talk about. (laughs) People are very open. Uh, but one of the things that I, I, I honestly didn't know because who researches three year commitments before they make them right. Uh, I didn't really know they have a really a robust counseling program there. And unfortunately there are big parts of the, Christian community, especially the uh, um, conservative Christian community, and there may be folks out there who are among them, and and that's fine. It's a difference of opinion, but I think uh, there are some who are uh, really have a different feeling about mental illness that it's all just kind of like in your head and something you just sort of fight, you know, on your own, and you've got to pray it away and that sort of thing. And and I was very fortunate that in my opinion, Covenant did not do that and was very like, hey, mental health is a real thing and, like, there's, Mm. you know, spiritual elements to it and, um, you know, that's true and that's what they believe, but, like, there's also such a thing as chronic depression and bipolar disease and whatever else the case, you know, whatever else uh, goes into that. And through that program, I didn't, I wasn't in the counseling program per se, but you took a lot of counseling classes regardless. And, and we did a lot of kind of like work on ourself mm-hmm. and, um, kind of self-reflection and things. And, and I don't, I wouldn't say I have like a eh, definable mental illness. You know, I mean, I think like anyone, there are times where I am, depressed whether or not it is depression we do we do root for the blues that's true (laughs) that's very true and and there are times where you know i I have a lot of sleepless nights i have one last night but i don't you know and wasn't because i was like agonizing over something but i think to me anyone and everyone can benefit from talking to a therapist Mm -hmm. you know because you could think you're the most mentally healthy person on the world you could in the world you could be the most mentally healthy person in the world but there are there are patterns in how you think and how you view the world that are have been laid from the foundation of your life 
through forces that you don't control at all that you do not know about, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just and just things you wouldn't identify unless somebody else says, you know, you know, points to you like, hey, have you ever noticed how you punch yourself every time you talk about your mother? You know, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> things like that. Sarcastic example, but it's just, I don't know, I just think there is this real, I meant to grab Steve Dangle's book, it's, it's somewhere, uh, but he has a chapter in there about his own struggle with anxiety um, and panic attacks, and he talks about, uh, you know, like, if he was, if he'd been sick, if he'd just been ill, like mm-hmm. physically, like if he'd had headaches for two weeks, he would have gone to a doctor, you know, and mm-hmm. he would have sought treatment. But he's like, with anxiety and panic attacks, literal panic attacks, which mm-hmm. are awful if, if anyone hasn't had them, uh, he'd never even thought about it. Not even like he, you know, at points he was like, oh, I should just cut through it. It's just me being crazy. Mm-hmm. But like, it also just didn't occur to him. And that's, that's part of the stigma too. It's not like this very, it's not always this very in your face, like man up mm-hmm. and depression isn't real. Although that does exist and those people are idiots. But um, it's also, you know, a very practical reality of like how we think about like, hey, I'm, sad today and it's like okay is that just because today sucked or is it because there's a chemical imbalance or something else going on and Mm -hmm. and you know as as i think you've tweeted out and i've tweeted out there are people out there to talk to there are human beings out there to talk to much less professional Mm -hmm. uh, licensed people there are friends you know we all have loved ones and people that care about you we care about you sincerely i know that sounds corny uh but how can you not make it sound corny? It is true. So, yeah, I don't know. I've just rambled for a long time. But I wanted to mention it because it does happen only once a year. And we don't get serious very often yeah. on this podcast. But it's important. And and I do want people to know that there are options out there for you know help. And, and, and like I said, just regular human beings to talk to. They will be more understanding than you think they are. Yeah. And chances are they've struggled with similar things before too. I say, so yeah, talking to anyone always always helps. Helps me. I mean, my I have anxiety and depression that runs through like my dad's side of the family, and I have cousins that face the same thing. And obviously, you're like, well, it's in you know in your family, and you can talk to them about it. But you'd be surprised just talking to random people that you think are you know on the outside and on the inside too are very very strong individuals that will tell you, oh, yeah, like, that happens to me way more than you would think. And mm-hmm. you're like, holy cow, I would have never thought, you know, this person goes through that sort of stuff. And just hearing that, knowing that, and uh, seeing who that person is and realizing, man, I have all this respect for this person. I, you know, I think of them very highly and they seem very productive and all this stuff can kind of give you uh, a sense of hope and just a sense of strength that, A, you're not alone, and B, that there can be, you know, there can be a lot done uh, with what's going on with you, you know, like you can improve. It's always, I try and tell people and even myself, it's, um, very much a spectrum. Like you can feel awful. Um, but from my personal experience, I can only speak for that. It never, um, it doesn't last. Mm -hmm. It's something that even when it feels it's most awful, it is something that is transient and moves through you and it sucks. And I would never wish any of that stuff upon anyone, but it's something that you can uh, actually 
gain a little strength from knowing that you're strong enough to get through it and there's people around you to help mm -hmm. and i would always tell people the very first step is just opening up and telling someone that there's there's something there's something going on with you that you know it's not sitting well with you it's the whole it's okay to not be okay mm -hmm. you know it might feel like it's an inconvenience to other people and you wish your life was going just as strongly as theirs were but you're not inconveniencing someone just to talk about how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, in our world with Instagram and social media and everything, we have, you know, kind of like that Dolly Parton challenge. Like, we, we create images of mm -hmm. ourselves that aren't true, and you're never going to post on Instagram like, hey, I wore sweats for the last three days mm -hmm. and I've eaten nothing but buttered noodles <laughs> because I, you know, I haven't, I just haven't felt good you yeah know? but like every pretty much everybody goes through that whether it's a clinical depression or it's just a shitty couple of yeah days. i mean there's people when you just have like a shitty year and it might not even mm -hmm. be like you said it might not even be a chemical imbalance or something that's genetically wrong it might just be shit dude you had like five different awful things happening that yeah. year yeah and you look back on there and you go man this fucking blue and like just being able to talk to someone about it can make it that much more manageable and to your point yeah i'm not even a big social media person generally speaking mm -hmm. but like even on my facebook if i go through there and look at i'm like well shit yeah i don't post that much on there but everything that is on there is pretty damn positive mm -hmm. and you would never know that i go through like depressive episodes mm -hmm. or something uh you would just never know and so that's always think you just never know what's going on with other people and so not only should you reach out um to get help for yourself but i think it's also a not just a self-compassion thing but a compassion for other people when you see uh, other people you don't know what they're going through so I don't know I always think just to be kind because you have no idea what's happening with that person yeah. and there are resources out there to get very reduced cost counseling free counseling yeah there's actually uh, a lot of those covenant more you more than you would think covenant not to not to pitch my own people <laughs> but you can get free counseling there because they have students there who need to practice on something yeah. but it's good counseling I've used it myself and it is free, so mm -hmm. um, and they're not going to throw a Bible in your face or make you say Hail Marys or that's that's your thing anyway. Yeah, that's more of a Catholic <laughs> thing. Sorry, folks. I don't know. Some <laughs> priests are good. Some I wouldn't I'm, get near. That's so right, you know, right. you take some, you win some, you, you lose some. <laughs> you take some, you leave some. Uh, but yeah, we just we went wanted to talk about that for a minute because it really is an important subject that is important to both of us. And so, if you're still here, if you've got, if you've gotten through the mm. dark part, uh, no, we just seriously, you know, if you ever need help or need some place to point, you can reach out to us on Twitter, yeah. DM us, whatever. Uh, we'll help you out, or just talk to your family, your friends, whoever. Uh, it's important. Mm -hmm. I guess. It really is. So, I guess. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I guess. Because we're awkward, and it's, it feels like an awkward mm -hmm. subject. But my, my counselor, who I do see, tells me to not say sorry and all this other stuff all the time, because it's diminishing, whatever. I'll say it in emails. Oh, I'll be like, very sorry. I'll be, well, no, not that, but like in an email, I'm like, sorry for whatever. And it's like, did you have to apologize for anything? And I'm like, no, but I feel like I should, you know, to really, like, underscore, you know, make uh -huh. sure they're not upset. And it's like... But they're not upset. It's like, oh. Anyways, it made me think of your guest thing because it's like, I guess, because I do that too. I'm like, yeah. oh, or maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> we are, uh, we're very similar people. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess 
<laughs> Sorry, that was, that was all I can think of. Screwed. Okay, the Blues have two games tomorrow and For sure. the next day, and they will be back home. Who who starts? Who starts against Edmonton? Who starts against Winnipeg? Is Al- I guess you go Allen Bennington again. Yeah, Allen get Edmonton. Allen's played Edmonton the other two times. He's played Edmonton at least one of the times. And I did feel pretty like. well, right? I think so. Yeah. Do yeah. it. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. I kind of don't know, whatever. What do you usually do? The starter on the first half because of tiredness is like the Why? game logic. Is that what it is? The idea is like. I, I guess thought the, the t- starters the got the harder one. The metrics would say the first one you're more likely to win, so give yourself the best chance at two points. Oh. Because whatever, but I don't know. Whatever. I see. Um, I would just pick the easier team to be yeah. and do that if that was your thinking. But uh, yeah. Um, hey, you're going to uh, Arizona this weekend too, yes, right? Yes, the Phoenix the Waste Management open which as ridiculous as it thing. sounds for people who might not know a pretty significant pga tournament mm-hmm. i think one of the first big ones of the of the new year uh so that's gonna be fun mm-hmm. famous course so enjoy that will tiger woods be there who knows probably not i have no idea Assuming, yeah oh he is oh. i don't know <laughs> what do i know about golf there are 18 holes and a par means you got it in on as many as they thought you should <laughs> there you go there you go just text me if you have any questions just, i know slightly more than selfies that. with people who's this who's this who's this uh we will be back next week we will discuss games and goings on uh it's almost february happy Mm -hmm. groundhog's day go watch the movie it is phenomenal um yeah that's all i gotta say toxitani phil other quotes from that movie (laughs) i'm not gonna play by their role (laughs) good night